Welcome to Job Seekers Radio with Andrew. And I'm Scott. The podcast dedicated to providing meaningful support to find great careers faster coming from the Rose City. The beautiful Pacific Northwest, and we are in the city of Portland. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're talking about looking for work while you're working. That can be a sticky subject for some people. Having been through a reduction in workforce, um, we both have. This can be a really difficult topic because we think about loyalty often from an antiquated point of view. Loyalty is defined very differently these days, and ultimately it comes to a point of being loyal to yourself first. Looking for work while you're working is something I wish I would have done at the beginning of my career, primarily because you don't know what you don't know. And there may be something out there that's better suited for you and for the company you're working for to go that direction. One other advantage to that is simply finding out what other companies are doing. Uh, it, you can actually bring that back and add value to the job you're in. The idea, though, I, I, I heard years ago someone saying that only salespeople look for work while they're working because, of course, in sales, you're only as good as your last sale and, and it tends to be a more transient position. But in fact, that is the way things have gone over the last 10 years or so. And those who are looking at the other jobs that are out there are able to then have a different conversation with their organizations about the value that they bring. But Scott, I worked so hard to get this job. Can't I just take time off and you know let it slide? Can't I just get comfortable in my my job and just enjoy it? Absolutely. What, of okay. course you can. Now, just remember that the world is moving forward, whether or not you're on it and going with it. So if you want to take the time off, that's absolutely okay. Just remember that the rest of the world is leaving you behind. I've been through a reduction in force. You've been through a reduction in force. And sometimes you just need a job. I just need a job. And so you end up taking what I would refer to as maybe a survival job or something that just brings in the bacon. Yeah, is, it, it's the, the, the devil I already know. Yeah, and it may be a job that you're not really interested in doing or not really excited about or it wasn't the dream job you wanted. There's also the idea of getting into a job that perhaps didn't work out the way you thought it would based on the assumptions you make when you come into it, maybe a year or two later, the, the, the company may have moved in a different direction, or maybe your supervisor isn't leading the way you had expected or the way they said they might. These are all very valid reasons to start thinking about what your best scenario really is mm. and looking for it. And always keep your resume, your LinkedIn, all your marketing materials, keep them up to date. One of the uh, pieces of advice I got in my very first job finders group was uh, to never stop networking. And to your point, can I just take some time off? Yes, you can, but you start over if you take too much time off. Instead, keeping it up to date, keeping your resume fresh, being 
sure that everything that you are able to present to a potential employer is actually ready to go. Um, as you build a new skill, maybe you've finished a certification in something that can really set you apart, make sure that gets on your resume. Make sure that it's visible in LinkedIn. These are ways for you to set the stage for the conversation that may come up unexpectedly. A lot of us look at networking like it's some big thing, and it doesn't really have to be a big thing. Once you get hired into a new role, you maybe just want to incubate relationships with people that are inspiring to you or that uh, are in a, an area of interest or a place that you want to stretch to at some point in your career. If you have left uh, or have been wanting to be in a completely different industry, there are opportunities to find out more about that industry, even though you may not think that you're the right skill set for a specific position. You never know. I was talking to somebody who wanted to go into agriculture because that was what he grew up in. And yet he was on the uh, IT side. Well, there are companies that deal with agriculture that need IT specialists. So you never know where your skill set may marry into uh, an industry that you really like. Just go knocking on those doors. It's not that complicated. Uh, the Department of Labor actually provides some really good research and statistics. Every two years, they provide a report called Employee Tenure. The last time they did that was in 2016. And you'll be shocked to know that the average tenure with a company not in a job, but a company, is 4.2 years. Those of us who are of a certain age where we come from either our parents or in some cases ourselves, we started in a job fresh out of college and we expect them to take care of us until we retire. I think it's it's well known at this point that that doesn't happen anymore. There are some specific companies that offer pensions, but they are very few and far between. When you think about the, um, the, the length of time that the average person is in a job, you can really be surprised at how quickly change happens. I remember at one point interviewing where somebody said, wow, you've been jumping around a lot. And in fact, I was in an industry in a position where change is expected. So on paper, it had a certain, mm. uh, it, it provided that person a certain message, but that was the, per the message that person was reading, not the message that I was sending. And in fact, you can see in most of these cases how these jobs, one leads to the other. One of the things that you need to bear in mind as you're thinking about looking for a job while you're working is be aware of the things that irritate you, the things that you don't really care for, as well as the things that you're looking for, the things that, that motivate you. Uh, for example, if you're working more hours than you want to, or you're not getting recognized or rewarded for the extra efforts or the things that you bring to them, the value that you add. If you're working where you don't feel valued, especially when your boss knows that you don't feel valued and they don't do anything to help that, this is not the, the place for you, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with looking. In fact, I would suggest that if you're not looking uh, for an organization that will value you, then you bear some of the responsibility for your unhappiness. The only change you can count on is your own change, changing yourself. You can't uh, right. bank on the fact that you can change a company across the board. You can't change another person. Yeah, you can't whether even change your supervisor. I, I mean, whether that's your manager or not, you can't change the people you work with. 
Um, but you can change yourself. And the one way to change yourself is to look at other opportunities. Right. Um, We're here to, to advocate for you to take a chance. The baseball analogy, stand at the plate and take a swing. Bat for the fences. Um, you don't need a home run. All you need is a base hit. Mm-hmm. So, well, you might even have a 10-run lead and have a great job, but if you don't look out, you may never know that, um, hey, that 4.2 years is just around the corner, and your tenure with that company is likely in jeopardy. Through no fault of your own, you could get the tap on the shoulder that says, hey, right. it's time for you to go. And, and the idea here is we're trying to not only give you ideas, but give you motivation on why you should do this. Right. Because you never know whether the, the the next one to get laid off is going to be the first, the last one hired or somebody who's been around a long time. Maybe that person makes too much money. Maybe they just are moving in a direction and the company wants to move in a different one. There are so many reasons why everyone is not only a value, but can be replaced. It, it's a balance. Don't assume that you are in the better place. Ever. Ever. Don't ever assume right. that. So the idea here is we're trying to give you motivation to do something, and we're also trying to give you some ideas. Some of the ideas to think about when you're, uh, in, when you're working is it's an opportunity for you to give back. So when you run across somebody now that you're back working again, good for you, uh, is an opportunity for you to actually give back to somebody who didn't didn't get a job right. or didn't find a role. Right. Uh, you can relate to them now so that when people reach out to you for a conversation, guess what? You should probably say yes. Right. It, it benefits you as much as it benefits them. The idea of practicing empathy is, is really important, especially as the younger generations come into the workforce and start leading the workforce. They are looking for that attitude. Um, the idea of I'm your boss, just do it, doesn't fly with, with the younger generations as they are moving up into the workforce. So be sure that you are addressing the opportunities to serve others or to at least um, involve others in conversation after you get the job, it's, it's critical to success in both ways. The other side of that is we value what we measure. If you are asking questions about uh, specific things or specific people, that shows that you value those things or people. If you're not asking questions, then you don't value it. It's, it really is that simple. Now, you may have feelings about it. You may really like that person. But if, if you're not asking, you're not messaging, you're caring. So ask people how they're doing regularly enough that you, they know that you're honestly asking, that you want to know. If there are things that, that are out there, whether it's in your skill set or whatever it is that you, you're looking for or, or that interests you, be sure that you're asking people about it so it's clear that that's what, what you value. Because as they tap into these other opportunities, they'll think of you. It's okay to be selfish. In, in, in so much as that you're trying to advance not only your cause, but the cause of the other person. Yeah. And so there may be something you're interested in, gaining knowledge, or even in your current role that you're working, there may be something that you're unsure about or you don't have experience in and it's a first for you and you don't have any resources inside the company because you don't want them to know that you don't know. Uh, so this is a good, a good opportunity for you to reach out to some people in the, 
in the, in the area that you don't have the experience and ask for their advice. Right. And for those, uh, there are times when I think about uh, somebody that I haven't talked to in a very long time, and I wonder how things are going. I still reach out to them. The only thing in those situations that you really want to be aware of is to engage that person in conversation before you launch into the fact that you're looking for work. Mm. Because otherwise, you may give the impression that you're only reaching out to them for their help. You need something from them, so you're talking to them. And nobody really likes to feel mm-hmm. used in that manner. So no. be sure that you're finding out about them before you get too deep. Mutual exchange. It Absolutely. has to be beneficial for both parties. And it is a, a position of contribution because you're already working that, that you should come into it by giving more than you get. And, Great point. you know, in, in networking, it, while you're working, it's, you know, if you're not doing it, it's kind of like going to the gym. When you haven't been for a while and you try to throw that weight around, how do you feel the next day? Oh, I usually can't move. You're but sore. that's another story. You're sore. So the idea here is just do the little things repeatedly so that you don't get sore. Send a LinkedIn message when somebody has a, um, a job anniversary, right? Send... send um, um, yeah, LinkedIn shows birthdays and when they have uh, taken a new position or added a skill to their LinkedIn profi- profile. These are all things that pop up in LinkedIn. Gives you an opportunity to reach out and say, hey, congratulations, or tell me how you got that skill. Better yet, endorse all these people for the skills that you think that they have or that you, you personally know that they have. Good point. R- write them a recommendation, even if it's... Uh, Somebody you worked with 10 years ago or more. I mean, recommendations are great. And I've spoken to people who say, oh, well, if I have if I see a recommendation for Andrew and then I notice Andrew has written a, a, a recommendation for the other person, well, then that discounts it. And I disagree. Most recommendations are read. Uh, if they're read, they're read in their entirety. People want to know more about the individual that they're reading about, and it's a great way to do it. Offer your recommendation before you ask for one, and you're more likely to get it. Give and then receive. You know, the other thing that just popped into my mind is have this idea of, you know, how many people should I really be trying to stay in touch with? If I'm working, I have limited time to be out having coffees. And, you mean you're and, not going to contact all 500? Oh, I've got more than 500. I've got like 4,000 in my LinkedIn. <laughs> so reach out to all of them. Oh, let's just send, you, so you, I'm spamming them? Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Well, yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> well, the idea here is there's probably 12. I like the number 12, and here's why. If you have 12 people that you think are influential not only to your past, your current, but to your future, that you would have... If you divide that into a quarter, you only have to contact one person a week. And by that, I mean that's a phone call or a coffee, something where you're interacting in person. You mean I can't just send an email and I'm done? Well, you could. It's not a it's not a zero-sum game. You're not going to get everybody that you ask for a coffee or a cocktail or whatever exactly. is going to say yes. Um, but just you reaching out and having a conversation and shows if it's, interest. If it's just hey, a phone call, then it's just a phone call, right? But you're showing interest in that person, and that's always a compliment. So be sure that you're 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 staying in touch, that you're involved in these communities. The longer they see you in that community, the more they trust you. Something else you want to look at. 
as you're getting recommendations from your coworkers, be sure that you're aligning your prospective positions or companies, the ones you're looking for, with your values and passions. We've talked about that earlier and in uh, another session here with the Job Seekers Radio. Be sure that you're looking at things that really keep you motivated because if you actually land that position, you're going to be happier about it. Remember to look for job duties, not just the titles, and talk to your colleagues that you may have met in, at industry events outside your company to make sure that you're still in touch and in tune with what's going on. And think about the next step in your future. You know, you, okay, so you're in a job, maybe it's a good job. Maybe it's a really good job. What is it going to take to get you to leave there? What is it that's next for you in your career? Right. That, that could be a promotion. It could be something more in alignment with a different company or a different, um, you know, purpose for you. Uh, it could be nonprofit. I don't know what it is. It, whatever it, it, could it be is. a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Whatever it is, seek out something that's um, inspiring to you. Well, you just brought up a point that I... Uh, I really like the idea of knowing what would it would take to make me leave a job I love. If I know what that is, I'll recognize it when I see it. And it may actually encourage you to have those kind of conversations with your current employer to make sure they're meeting your needs Great in point. that way. If you have a receptive management team, if you don't have engaged, interested management team, you could be inside the 4.2 years. As you're looking at what you're doing, you know what you enjoy, you know what your fit looks like, you know all of these things, be sure that you're keeping your eyes open on what's happening on the outside so that you're ready uh, if the uh, if that 4.2 years hits you before you're expecting it, or if you find an opportunity that really will, will be better than what you have right now, that you're ready to make that jump. Even though you're working, you still have bandwidth, you have margin. I know because I'm working and I still have margin to meet with Scott or other people I know to offer support or to um, have a mutual exchange of ideas. You have margin. Take some of that time and invest it in your process, in your career, in your future. Well, that's it today for Job Seekers Radio. To get the show notes and any links and resources, visit jobseekersradio.com forward slash 009. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes, and if you would, please, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a great deal to us to get some feedback from you on how we're doing. This information is really helpful to us. This is Andrew. And I'm Scott. We'll see you on the next episode of Job Seekers Radio. Thanks, everybody.